Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you oh so much for the many things you've already blessed us with this day. And now the awesome opportunity to get back in your word. Help us now as we study it to draw close to you, to build our faith and trust in you and in your word. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Power over the devil. We need to know that by being a born-again Christian and indwelt with the Holy Ghost, that we then have power over Satan. We have power enough in our lives to take control of our lives, our behavior, and even the problems that the devil can bring upon us, we have power and authority over the devil to cast him out of ourselves. And if we go by what James teaches us in James chapter 4, verses 7 through 10, where it reads, Submit yourselves therefore to God. See, that's where you got to start out. You got to submit yourselves to the Lord. When you truly have submitted yourselves to the Lord, you have become a born again Christian. And the Lord indwells you with the Holy Ghost. And He'll never leave you. He's in there, as we read over in John, forever. The Comforter, the Guide. And along with that comes power and authority over Satan. Satan gets kicked out. The Holy Ghost comes in. No vacancy sign put up. He can't come back in unless you invite him back in. You can take your home, clean it out by power of the Holy Ghost, hang it, no vacancy sign up because the Holy Ghost done moved in. But then we can actually build an addition onto our house and invite the, the devil to come in and move into that addition. We're not supposed to do that. We have to know that we have power to tell him, no, I don't want you to move back in. I don't want back into that mess I was in before. Because that addition that you put onto your house has got done by the proper channels. Just like if you have a home in an area that's being regulated, you have to submit paperwork and get a permit and then build that addition by code. But when you're a born-again Christian and you invite Satan back in to the addition you've put on your home, that home was not built with the proper... or that addition, I should say, was not built to code. And you didn't get a permit for it from the Lord. You did it all on your own. And it was built to substandard. Just like if you pay some contractor or dirt cheap price to come out and do an addition to your house, it might be built substandard. Not getting the proper permission. permission, Not up to code. Just as we, when we're born again Christians, Holy Ghost comes in, you hang up the no vacancy sign in your home. That's it. Period. Don't put no addition on your house without permission and invite the devil to come back in because that's a, a sore spot. That's an eyesore. doesn't match. It doesn't fit. shouldn't be there. It's sad to say there's way too many Christians that have done that. 
They've added all kinds of additions onto their houses and invited Satan in in so many different ways. But it wasn't by permission. It wasn't done to code. The code and the permission that we have. The code is found in the Word of God. The permission comes from the Lord. We do not have permission from the Lord to invite the devil back into our house or to build an addition for him. No, there's a no vacancy sign up there. We need to abide by that no vacancy sign. The Holy Ghost is in there. Just keep it that way. So we submit ourselves to the Lord, to His code, which is found in the Word of God, and abide by His code. And then we have power over the devil to tell him, no, there's no room for you here in my house anymore. Get out. Stay out. Never come back when we totally submit in the Lord. James chapter 4, verse 7 again. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Notice, he's going to flee from you because he knows you have power and authority over him to kick him out, to make him leave and to never come back. Draw nigh to God. Draw close to God. Keep that close relationship. How? By studying His Word in constant prayer. And He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He shall lift you up. We humble ourselves. We submit ourselves. Then we let that power of the Holy Ghost come into us. And then we have that power and authority to kick the devil out and to keep him out. Does it mean once we kick the devil out that he's so scared he's never going to come back? No. He's going to keep trying to come back. He's going to keep trying and trying and trying. And he's going to find different things that He uses that can get you to do things that He wants you to do. He does not know your thoughts. He cannot read your mind, but He can see your actions. He can hear your words. It's very important that we know the difference there. The Lord knows our thoughts. He knows our heart. He knows our mind. He knows everything about us. The devil doesn't have that power. But He can sure hear you, and He can sure see you. Him and all of His minions, they know, they can see, they remember, they keep all the tabs. They know what triggers you into doing something that you know you shouldn't do, or to say something that you know you shouldn't have said. And He'll use that over and over. You've done kicked Him out, but He's still out there in the perimeter looking and saying, okay, now I know if I pull this out there that... Maybe I'll get a reaction. Or if he's like a fisherman, he's throw that bait out there that they're going to nibble on that and I can reel him in. We've got to know we have power and authority to kick him out and to keep him out. But he is going to kind of try to come back. How do I know he's going to come back? Because of what happened to Jesus in Luke chapter 4. Pick it up in verse 1. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Now, this was right after he was baptized in the river Jordan by John the Baptist. Being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it may be made bread. You see, the devil can look at our lives 
And He can determine whether there is a need in your life. A need that needs to be fulfilled. Is there something going on that He can use to tempt you with? Here He knew Jesus had to be hungry, so He's trying to use that. And Jesus answered Him saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. The response of the Lord, the Word of God. That's how we can use or I should say, that is what we can use to fight off the devil. The Word of God. Study the Word of God. Know the Word of God. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. So now he's trying to tempt him with prosperity and, and respect and power and glory. That is one that a lot of people cannot resist. And a lot of people in the ministry cannot resist. The devil uses that against ministers and against people that are in the ministry of all levels, the smallest to the highest, tempting them with the glory, with the profit with the acknowledgments, the accolades, the praises, the power, and they fall. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Keep that in mind, always. Just serve the Lord, not Satan. Not fulfilling those lustful desires for prosperity and glory. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from thence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest any, at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Keep trying, keep trying. Different ways. How can I tempt him? Can I tempt him to do this? Can I tempt him to do that? The devil comes at us in different ways like that, constantly. Verse 13, And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Note where it says, for a season. It means he backed off for a while. Meaning also, he's going to come back and try again. He'll try again and again and again. That's just like he does with us. We can kick him out, yes. We can put up the no vacancy sign. But he's going to keep trying to come back. He's going to try in different ways. How can he do that? How can he achieve that? How is up to us? Can he achieve that? Is up to us. Don't let him achieve that. Achieve that. How? By we need to submit to the Lord completely and totally, and then. Kick him out, keep him out. When he comes back, kick him out again. We have that power and authority by the power of God. Kick him out again. Get him out of there. Over and over. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. The vanity of the mind. That means the fleeting away worthless things of the mind which is what 
sad to say, most people think about. Things that aren't going to matter for eternity. Having the understanding darkened, the Gentiles out there are darkened. They have not yet received light, so don't be like them. Being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness and greediness. The things of the world, the things that the world thinks are of great value, that they teach our children that are great value. They teach them that you must set your life's goals and whatever you want to do, you can achieve and your will be done. Whatever you desire, it's your body, do with it as you please. They keep bombarding them with these lies, with these temptations to turn against the Lord, to be all about selfishness, all about themselves. And that's the lasciviousness and the uncleanness, the lustful desires of the flesh, and the greediness. That's a big one there. The profit that comes from deceiving others, from being ungodly. A lot of profit in that. Verse 20 But ye that are the born again Christians have not so learned Christ. Christ hadn't taught you to do such things or to behave in such ways. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. See, we need to know that when we become born-again Christians, we become renewed. We become a new creature in Christ. We need to let go of all those old things that were taught to us by the world. Cast them out. Get rid of them. Verse 23, And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The Lord can cleanse our mind to give us that new mind that we need, the new focus, the new desires. And that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put in away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. That goes back to what I said earlier about putting that addition on your home, making another place. See, if it wasn't possible to do that, it wouldn't have been mentioned in here. If it wasn't possible that the devil's going to come back and try you again later, it wouldn't have been mentioned that that happened to Jesus. Because we know, we kick him out. Yeah, devil's gone. But he's still going to keep trying to come back and aggravate you in whatever way he can get to you. He knows how to push your buttons to get you to sin. Neither give place to the devil. Verse 28. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. It's interesting how he throws that one in there. To somebody that stole is got an attitude of selfishness. So in order to overcome an attitude of selfishness, he's teaching them to be charitable. To work and to give rather than to take. So whatever the sin may be in our lives that we get tempted to do, if we can find the opposite of that, then we can help, that can help us overcome that temptation. 
Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. That's another one he addresses, the corrupt communication. All right, so he's dealt with lying. He's dealt with stealing. Now he's dealt with just this ornery, contrary spewing out of corrupt things. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. There's so many hurtful things that you can say to people that are around you so quickly, so easily, especially those that are closest to you. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. It means to lift up people, not cutting them down, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Grace, unmerited favor. That's being nice and talking nice to someone who really doesn't even deserve it. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. We grieve Him when we lie, when we steal, when we're mean. Not supposed to be doing such things. When we're greedy. As he continues, verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. He's getting into a whole list of them there. That bitterness and bad attitude toward other people. That wrath, that means that you just want to fight and you're angry all the time. The clamor, stirring up trouble, evil speaking, just blah, 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 all this garbage coming out of your mouth. Put away from you with all malice. Malice means with malicious intent. You're doing that with the intention of hurting somebody else. You want to get a little payback. It shouldn't be that way. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. We first think when we talk about the temptations that Satan can pull upon people or pour upon people or tempt people with as being ungodly behavior, maybe being a drunk or a thief or, or something like that, but it goes way beyond that. Either he's getting into attitudes and so forth. Those are things that are also of Satan. We need to keep the right attitude, the loving, caring, concern for someone else all the time. That is really being obedient to the Lord. That is really revealing the indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost through us in demand around us. Shine the light. Share the love of Jesus Christ. Then we have kicked the devil out and we keep the devil out. Hebrews 4, verse 17 we might be thinking that, well, it's hard for us to do such a thing. How can we that are more mere mortals expect not to sin? Because it's so tempting, it's so easy to do it, it's so hard not to do it. Well, we've got to trust in the Lord. We saw where the devil tempted him, and we know he went through it. He showed us that it can be done. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerning of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We have the weapon. We have the word of God. That is that powerful. For the word of God is sharp. 
powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. It can deal with all those issues. Because neither is there any creature that is not manifest in His sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of Him with whom we have to do. The Lord knows all the thoughts like I was talking about earlier. He knows everything about us. He, nothing is hidden from Him. So we've got to walk right. We've got to talk right. We've got to behave right. We've got to think right. And know that we can turn to the Lord. We can use His Word to fight off all that influence and power of Satan. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, which is Jesus Christ, that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Our profession that we are Christian. That means Christ-like. Therefore, we need to behave like Jesus Christ. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. He was tempted in all the ways, because Satan kept coming back to him, tempting this way, that way, tempting him to do this and that all through his earthly ministry. Jesus Christ conquered it, overpowered it, cast him out, cast him out of others, stomped him, basically, we can do the same thing through the power and authority of Jesus Christ. He can relate to us. We can relate to Him. He come down. He lived a human life and conquered sin. Lived a human life 33 years without sin. But then had to take on all the sins of all mankind on Him, the one who was sinless, the one who proved that you can live a sinless life but He had to take all that on for us. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. In that time of need, when we need the Lord, He will be there. When we need that power, when we need that authority, He can give that to us. We need to behave properly we need to submit ourselves to the Lord we need to walk the way he wants us to walk and to overcome those sinful temptations over in 1st Peter chapter 5 verse 6 humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him for he careth for you when we totally submit to Him, we totally say, Lord, I can't carry this burden. And you give it to the Lord. He can carry it for us. Because He says, He'll give us rest. Come to Me, you that are full of that labor, full of that burden, full of that challenge, full of those temptations. Come to Him. And He will give us rest. Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Be sober. Be sober. That's a big one. Not a lot of people have trouble with that. And it's not just talking about substance abuse. It's the mind, the mental attitude. People get drunken in their mind in various ways. It doesn't take just substances. You can be drunk in your mind in other ways. 
Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Constantly out there coming at us in different ways. Whom resist steadfast in faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. You're not alone in this battle. All of us are going through it. It reads, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. See, as we go through these battles with Satan, we grow. We become more mature Christians. We become more settled. We become more perfect. And as it says there, more strengthened. You get stronger and stronger. and You have more and more power over the devil as you mature as a Christian. And then when he comes at you those various ways, you can just laugh him off and say, get away from me. You ain't nothing to me. And cast him aside. Because you have power over the devil. We need to just take that power and apply that power. Speaking of Jesus Christ in verse 11, To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Always giving the Lord glory. When you overcome the devil, when you fight him off, don't take the glory for yourself. Like we were talking about in Sunday school. It's all got to be given to the Lord. And you didn't achieve those victories through your power and your authority. It's the authority that's been given to you, the power that's been given to you from the Lord. Always point it to Him. Thank you, Lord, for giving me that power to overcome the devil. Not taking credit for it for yourselves. Always acknowledging it comes from the Lord. His power, His might, His authority. By that you can overcome all those temptations. All those moments of that time that you may slip. So easy to slip. But stay true. Stay strong. Romans 8 verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril of sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That love that comes from Him. That power that comes from Him. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. What shall we then say to these things, if God be for us, who can be against us? When we have God on our side, Satan hasn't got a chance. Because the Lord has power and authority over Satan. Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. 
He's not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. He's not going to leave us behind and let us fight our own battles. He's right there with us. But there is an armor that is available to us in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Not your might, but His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked." And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto unto all perseverance and supplication for all saints. A big part of it there. Pray for each other. We need that prayer. Always praying for each other. All levels. And all challenges. So much of it out there. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then that attitude, once again, he speaks of that further. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. What do you think about all day? Do you ponder the worst scenarios, the worst situations, the worst things you've gone through? Do you rehash those? Do you bring them back up? Do you moan and groan and complain? Or are you positive-minded? That's what he's talking about here, having that positive mental attitude, that attitude of righteousness, that attitude of good, focusing on the blessings that the Lord has given us. Read 18 again. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. That God of peace that can be right there within us the peace that passeth all understanding. We can't even comprehend the peace that we can have when we truly trust in the Lord, when we truly submit to Him. As He tells us, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank You oh so much for the many things You provide us with and the power that You have given us over Satan. It is so awesome. 
Help us to truly use it properly and then encourage us to share it with others. And help us always remember not to take the honor and the glory for ourselves when we do overcome those temptations, to know that it is by your power, your might, that you clean us up from within. It isn't by our own because we would all just be a bunch of filthy sinners if it was not for you. We truly thank you for it as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.